The views and opinions expressed on the following program are those of the host and guests and do not necessarily reflect the policy or position of Owen TV's management, staff, or board of directors. Hello, and welcome to About Town. My name is Sarah Luxinger, and today our guest is Village Manager Joe Young. How are you doing today, Joe? Great, Sarah. It's Monday, March 1st, so we're excited about the new month coming and spring on the way. Yep, yep. It's uh, a nice balmy, what, 50 degrees outside? Not today. Well, it <laughs> we was... We can hope. It was starting to get a little warm there. So, welcome, and thank you for being on. Well, thanks for inviting me on. So, uh, we will get into what the Village Manager does and all of that, but first, where did you grow up? I grew up in a little town near Niles, Michigan. It's in the southwest corner of the state. I lived in the township. It's called Brandywine. was the school district, so I was a Brandywine bobcat. Better than uh, what I was. I was a Seahome maple leaf. Oh, my. Yes. <laughs> very, very, very intimidating, us maple leaves. Um, okay, so I'm going to ask for a very broad elevator speech here. How did you go from Niles to Lake Orion? Sure. Well... I uh, was a baseball player. Oh. And in high school, and I wanted to become a baseball player for my career, mm-hmm. even though um, my dad owned a roller skating rink, which I worked at. And uh, he also was an accountant, so a bookkeeper. So I have a, I went to college and got my finance accounting degree. But I went there very rarely to play baseball because my baseball coach in high school said you should go to Central Michigan okay. University. So I went. We never went outside because of the winter warm-up, and I was cut off the team before we even went out. Oh, no. So that career went over. <laughs> but did you finish your de- degree at Central? Oh, yeah. I okay. was there for uh, the, uh, the next three and a half years. I became a manager at a restaurant there called the Pixie, if anybody okay. from Mount Pleasant knows that. And that was when hamburgers were 15 cents. Oh, we can only imagine that. <laughs> that must have been a good time in life. Oh, yeah. It was this, like living back in the 80s. Well, it was back in the 80s. It was, <laughs> but it was quite an interesting experience for me. You know, my dad, I said my dad owned a roller skating rink. So I would manage and run the roller skating rink. Okay. And uh, part of why it was a good pitcher because we had ice cream. And ice cream is very hard to scoop. Yes. So I had pretty strong arms and could, you know, make curves and things in the pitching and, uh, so it was quite quite glad that my dad had that opportunity. It was right next to our house. Gotcha. So. Um, how uh, do you remember how fast you could throw? I they didn't speed it back then. So. Oh, okay, okay. So. But so you you were in high school. You were good enough to. Did you get recruited or did you? No, just go? no, no. I didn't make the college team because gotcha. we never went outside. I didn't think. Well, when are we going to play ball? Well, you're not playing. I said, Oh my goodness, what? <laughs> But well, anyway, I did play soft, senior softball. And well, there you we go. won a couple championships, as we did when I was playing in high school. So that's why so I always like the team sports. Everybody working together. Yep. You got your base and area to cover. You help each other out. It's a lot of fun. And ex, you know, fellowship as well. Mm-hmm. And then exercise. And it's oh, uh, yeah. a great, you know, America's game. They call it baseball. But yep. Softball these days. I uh, Well, that I've learned something new about you within the first five minutes of this podcast. No, that's very interesting. I actually was on the, uh, I'm 5'5", five five, so 
I wasn't I was too heavy to be a rower and too oh. tall to be a coxswain. But I, I was on the novice team for crew at Michigan State my first year. So wow. yeah, I did not get asked back to um to be on the team oh, after right. that. But yeah. oh, well. oh well. Hey, we oh, well. we learned something. And just like I I on your podcast with Jerry, I learned you played the violin. I did. I did. And so did I. Well, there you go. <laughs> When I was in fifth grade, I took lessons till I was a senior, and the senior I stopped because I didn't practice. Well, my I know dad, about that. You know, my dad roller skating rink. You know, I worked mm-hmm. three, four nights a week. So, gotcha. Uh, and I remember I practiced was in the class. That's why I never made it out of third chair. <laughs> <laughs> but it really um, helped my appreciation of music. Well, that's good. By being involved in the orchestra, and of course, yep. we did musicals and things in high school. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I still love music very much and play when I'm working by myself at the office. You come by and you'll hear Jack Scott or Dean Martin or who knows what Wonderful. going on. So, Okay, yeah. so you, I'm going to back up because I do want to talk more about the music and stuff in sure. a minute. But sure. so you went to Central and then what? Well, I was offered an opportunity to stay with the restaurant company I was mm-hmm. with, Pixie. Mm-hmm. But I went. And I was an accountant, so the city of Pontiac was hiring four new accountants. Okay. And this was back when they still had IBM cards, if you know what those are. I <laughs> hate to admit it, but I don't I don't know what that means. Well, they had punch cards, and that's how they ran the computer. Okay. And okay. anyway, they were converting from this manual system to a computerized system, and so they hired four accountants, and I was one of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a great experience. The city of Pontiac is a big place. And a very diverse community, and uh, I worked my way up there uh, to internal auditor and uh, finance director, and uh, it was one of my first firings, because of political firing, working in government, mm-hmm. you are susceptible to that. And um, so I moved on to the city of Pontiac Okay. their finance director. So I'd say that was a pretty good move. Yes. Going from Pontiac, which at the time was a booming community, I was there when we built the Silver Dome. Silver Dome. I was a controller at that time. Okay. I, I remember handwriting checks to pay for parts of the Silver Dome. I remember that's how long that, ago it was. So. That's how long. Okay. So you didn't have the machines where you just printed or, or sent that check request well, to some, you know, theoretical person who would print it off for you? Not in this case because it was a special bond issue. Gotcha. But I do remember um, I, you know, I got married when I was a senior in college and mm-hmm. my son was born a year later. I remember taking him to the first game at the Detroit, you know, the Pontiac Silverdome in 1973. That August. must have been pretty amazing. Cause so, and he was just a little, you know, three-year-old kid. He didn't uh-huh. know what was going on. But, yeah. okay, so you, then you were the, that for Pontiac, and then what was the next step? Kalamazoo Finance Director for seven years. Worked with Robert C. Bob, who was quite known. Uh, he was in the East Coast and the West Coast. I learned a lot from him. I learned then I could be a manager, too, because mm-hmm. I was a finance accounting person. And I said, well, I can do this. And uh, fortunately, in my career, uh, I've been able to do that. And uh, I've had quite a variety of different places I've worked because mm-hmm. of, again, somewhat politics, but also because people came looking for me. So I was in Pontiac uh-huh. my first term. I was let go by... Uh, a finance director who had an issue with the village, the city manager. And so he said, well, I can't have you here if you're going to, you know, uh, what back then we didn't have freedom of information. Mm-hmm. Yes. Believe it or not. Well. And so when somebody asked, well, I'd like to see the travel voucher, 
mm-hmm. for this person. You, can. you know, I provide it. Why? I don't have nothing to hide. Right. Well, they thought you shouldn't have done it. Oh. Even though it's, quote, public information. Right, right. So, um, you know, things happen for a reason, I always mm-hmm. believe. <laughs> yeah. So I went to Kalamazoo. Uh, matter of fact, I turned down a job to go to Rock Island, uh, Illinois, not having this job offer from Kalamazoo. <laughs> Well, you're counting on this job. I certainly am, because I was from Niles, so that's mm-hmm. near Kalamazoo. Right. So I want to get back to where my mom and family were. Okay. And I was there for about seven years, and then um, I can't remember exactly what happened, why I moved or changed, but I went to Southfield. They were looking for a controller, and Southfield's a great place to be at. And so I'm there for a few months, and Pontiac switched from a city manager form of government to strong mayor form of government. Okay. In 1982. And the mayor was Wally Hound. He was the weak mayor when he was city manager. He became mayor. And so they came looking for me, saying, Joe, we need you to be part of our new form of government. And uh, I said, well, I, I said, what do you want me to do? And, I, and I, I said, well, we'd like you to be deputy mayor. Oh. And I said, well, if I could also be finance director, because that was my forte. Mm-hmm. So I was blessed uh, to work. Uh, Pontiac, which, by the way, I worked there three different times in my career. Yep. I was offered to come back twice, mm-hmm. asked to come back twice, which I didn't do because I stayed in Oxford. Uh, but anyway, it was a, a great experience working in the community. Uh, you know, with the mayors, they're elected every four years. Mm-hmm. So if your mayor doesn't get elected, you're not guaranteed a job. Gotcha. So again, I was, you know, out looking for a job. And uh, back then, I went, see, where did I go? I went to... Um, Hazel Park then, because they were looking for a manager there. Mm-hmm. So the people I'd worked with over the years, my first an attorney, labor attorney, he said, Joe, we need you to come and apply for the city of Hazel Park. We need to be the manager. And it was interesting there, they wanted me to build an ice arena for him. So that was well, one, before I even hired, I said, Joe, we want you to build an ice arena. And just as an aside, uh, we talked about your your idea of um, building an ice rink and like Warren, just it, uh, briefly, you know, right. yeah. Um, so now I see that ice rink, skating rinks, pretty yeah. much been part of your your background too. True, yeah. I'd like to get us a roller skating rink. That'd be great too. But um, any so, investors? Pardon? Any investors? Other? It'd be great yeah. exercise. I know, you know, roller skating went away for a while. There's still a few around, mm-hmm. but it's really great um, exercise. You know, yeah. the Chicago skate. Brand name. The tagline was for health's sake. Mm-hmm. Roller skate. Yeah, I I am a big klutz. Um, when well, I, I did I did do figure skating for. Wow. Um, this was when I was younger, but as soon yeah. as we had to get off the ground and start spinning, I realized that that probably wasn't for me. Yeah. Um, so uh, hey, if we get a roller skate rink or if there's anything like that around here, I will give it the old college yeah. try. But I can guarantee it won't be. Well, the roller skates, at least you have eight wheels. Right. <laughs> at least there's, ro- there's ice skating. I could never get ice skating with that blade. I, I couldn't get no. that too much. Either. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. So you went from. So I went to Southfield for a short time and I got called to so... come to Pontiac. was with the mayor there and finance director and deputy mayor. And then mayor didn't get elected. So I had to go find another job, which I ended up going to a research firm, a Michigan Biotechnology Institute. It was in conjunction with Michigan State University. It was a brand-new company. They'd been part of the university 
research, and it was all about convert, using biotechnology to convert renewable resources and mm -hmm. things of that nature. And so I was hired in there, and I had to set up an accounting system, and we ended up building a $10 million building while I was there. And uh, it was quite interesting because, again, I was working with a very diverse group of scientists mm -hmm. from all around the country, some of whom you have to challenge to understand what they're trying to tell you. Mm -hmm. And being in accounting and finance, you know, you had to be able to understand and translate it to the grant forms and reports you needed to have. So I always enjoyed working with a diverse community there. Um, matter of fact, well, one, one thing I, I went then from, uh, went to Hazel Park. Mm -hmm. I ended up there um, after Michigan Bio. Well, no, I went back to Pontiac again. I forgot. Remember, I went there three times. Yep. Went to Pontiac, then Hazel Park looking for me and then um i was let go because the ice arena that they wanted me to build uh -huh. didn't make money because the schools were not participating ah. you don't have a base revenue source mm -hmm. it's not gonna work well at all and so i was let go and then i ended up getting a job uh amtramic at the time was in a Receivership with Lou Schimmel, if you've heard that name before, but they were in bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. And so he hired me, brought me on, on was there for uh, a year or two, and helped them get through refinancing and getting themselves organized. I, I was on the Charter Review Committee. I helped spearhead rewriting their charter, okay. which um, was, going to a strong mayor, was going to a city manager form of government. It was a strong mayor, so it was going just the opposite of what Pontiac did. Gotcha. Because it wasn't managed well. So what um, with what uh, scheme do you think is better, the mayor or the village manager? Well, both can work. It comes down to the people. Gotcha. Okay. So it's a matter of what works, and as long as you have your competent people, because I always tell everybody, you're only as good as your people. You can intend well and do well, but if you don't have the people you're working with, you helping move the right direction you're, you're not going to work out well gotcha It'd be a continuous challenge and instead of the successes like we are here we're having in, um, in um, lake orion where we've got a lot of positive things going on because mm -hmm. committees working together mm -hmm. and understand what we're about and what we want to try to accomplish with one another and um, so i i'm just you know i've been blessed to work with a number of People over the years, and you know, and Hamtramck was interesting because it's to a very diverse community, mm -hmm. and they're again working with the people and trying to understand them and them understand and help them because people don't know what's involved in government and all the rules and procedures. And yep, that's why one of the things I try to focus in is okay, you got to remember, I I've been in business because of my dad a rink skating rink and all. I was in the restaurant business. So I'm not just a government person that doesn't know that the goal isn't just to fill out the form and check the right boxes. It's to help get somebody successful and move forward gotcha. and help facilitate it because it's a challenge, as you know, running your own business. Well, yeah, yeah, it is a challenge. <laughs> Every day. You know, in government, I tell you, hey, government, they get their payday July, the first day of the year. Mm -hmm. The taxes go out. They don't have to worry about, quote, significantly like you do business every day you got to worry about it the customer's going to come into your store that day. and if your car keys are in the right place <laughs> when you're trying to leave well that's true too i, I get that one <laughs> okay so you've done all of this work um in finance and government right and then you made it to oxford yeah well how i got there is yep. after hastings mm -hmm. 
Hamtramck. Hamtramck. Okay. I went to Hastings. Okay. Wow. So there's just a laundry list of places you've been yeah, in well, Michigan. Yeah. Well, we get to Oxford next. Okay. So I'm at I'm in Hastings. I get this job. Uh huh. I'm in there two months. The people from Pontiac, who knew me, wanted me to come to Oxford. Ah. To be their manager. So the people in Pontiac moved to Oxford. Yes, somehow got to exactly. Oxford, and then. Well, that actually says quite a lot about you if you've been hauled all around southeastern Michigan. Right. It's good to know people right. look for you. So I didn't, you know, I've had to look for my job, but, it, you know, it's great mm-hmm. to know you're wanted and needed somewhere. And yeah. Help out. And the same thing with, with Lake Oren, you know, they lost their manager. Uh, I was let go because politics again. Mm-hmm. I was another one of my five. Now that I'm a politician, <laughs> I prefer local elected official. Um, I prefer that instead of politician. Uh, but yeah, it's all, there is a lot that goes into the politics of things. So you were let go and then you, um, came to Lake Orion. I was let go on Friday and the next day I started in in Lake Orion. So, and well, one of the council members was pushing me to, you know, turn your resume and apply, which I did. And I'm very thankful. I've been here for almost four years coming Mm -hmm. this, um, next month. Uh, and it's hard to believe that time has gone so quickly. Can you repeat that? How many years? Four. Four. Yeah. And I'm 74 years old, in case anybody's wondering about it. I've been <laughs> around. But as my mom used to say, you're going to be forever young. Joking. There you go. To my mom. <laughs> Always say that. Uh, but anyway, um, and I'm very thankful to be help be part of moving forward and making things better. Because there's a lot of need in our community. I know you're somewhat familiar with Mm-hmm. Just the infrastructure issues alone, with mm-hmm. water, sewer, and streets, and our creeks, and our parks. Um, there's a great need besides the whole overall economic standpoint of development in our community. With we've got you know the vacant Heman Center building, we have yep. some vacant properties, the lumber yard which is underutilized. Yep. Uh, so there's a lot of development opportunities. And you know, on which way you look at it, we have the uh, marijuana situation where. One of the proposals is to bring in uh, 15 condo units mm-hmm. on the lake and another restaurant. So uh, all these things will be coming up that you'll be dealing with, too. Yes, as yes. As a council member. So exciting well, I'll, I'll be around for four years. Well, well three, three and a half now. It, yeah. Well, hopefully longer. But yes. Yep. So it is, it is commendable for anyone to participate in local government. It, uh, to me, you know, it's especially a business person which is what we need, because government is a business. Mm-hmm. And that's what some people forget sometimes. <laughs> it's just this big entity that makes decisions. No, it, you're right. It is a business we got to well. cover our costs. we got to never stop. I was using the, the Lowe's tagline, never stop improving, because <laughs> uh, it's true. Uh, and that's what keeps things moving and better and new ideas. And uh, one thing with my head, I like and enjoy about government is you get very different peoples and their viewpoints and experiences. Mm-hmm which they bring to the mix and you come back with what hopefully is the best possible solution mm-hmm. for whatever the challenge might be in front of you or opportunity. So I like that part of government. It's not that it's set up like the federal government. Unfortunately, they have their little back room meetings closed and door, whatnot. closed yeah. door meetings. And they, you know, cause the representative Slotkin was saying the other day, you know, we don't know what goes on in the, once they close the doors back there and what mm-hmm. they come out, with, which is, not the way local government works. No, and I actually was very happy that the first time I ran for office was for a nonpartisan position. Yes. That's actually a loaded statement 
because what I'm saying is our village council is nonpartisan. So we can put, you know, we have a very diverse um, group of uh, political views, backgrounds, occupations, et cetera, et cetera. The knowledge base is pretty vast. And we can put the label, you know, the Republican, Democrat, uh, Libertarian, Federal, et cetera, et cetera. We can put all of the party labels aside and really just focus on what's important to our community. Right. What's best for our community. Exactly. Right on. That's why, to me, that's the best form of government is local government. And now the county, the township, I mean, is even partisan, which I don't think that's right Mm -hmm. either. uh, Because it should be the views of the individuals and what they bring to the table and what they can offer and what they're, which is great to do that because you're not compensated well for what you, at least financially you're not. It's I don't $10 know. I, a meeting. I, I, I did it know. for the money. I, I gotta say I did it for the money. That $10 is, so, you know, so. I'm kidding everyone who's uh, watching out there. I'm kidding. Um, but okay. So, um, finance guy, but you also, you use both sides of your brain cause you, you said you liked music, um, and you got the finance and then, you, you you said it in passing, but I'm going to bring it out. You sure. and your wife got married your senior year of college. Well, my first wife. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and then which I have two lovely children from. Um, you have two two lovely children and four grandchildren. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> and so, um, currently, yeah. tell us a little bit about your family. Well, uh, my wife and I uh, we've been married uh, 14 years now. Congratulations. Married her up in Oxford. We met at Vicky's. Uh, Victoria's Delight restaurant. I you know Vicky. I well. my <laughs> husband actually he does upland hunting, oh. uh, bird hunting oh, yeah. with their dogs. Sure. So he gave her some some pheasants uh, oh, cool. a while ago. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Vicky's great. Um, so we met there. Her daughter was a re- uh, waitress there, and she introduced us. And um, so we've known each other. And in fact, our first date was to the Arts Beats and Eats in Pontiac, and we haven't been apart since. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> so. I'm blessed. Um, she has three daughters. One lives in Lapeer with two grandsons, a daughter in Texas and a daughter in uh, California. My daughter lives in Arizona because she didn't like Michigan weather. And my son lives in Novi. Okay. And my son and daughter both are PAs, physician assistants. So mm-hmm. I'm, as a father, very thankful for that. And, uh, you know, they're in the healthcare field. And he, my son married a, a doctor mm-hmm. who's. Uh, OBYGN, so they she helps deliver a lot of babies. <laughs> so it's great, and um, I don't get to see my kids out in Arizona as much as I like, especially with the COVID thing going right. on. But yeah, but but yeah, I got a, a great family and um, my wife's family, and wonderful, great wonderful. to be here. And of course, I consider Lake Orion my family too. And you moved um, to Lake Orion, yeah, just in August. Yep, yeah, yep. just to the four-story building is a one-bedroom loft. Uh huh. 900 square feet. We had to downsize big time. I'll have to take a uh, look at some of your pictures because I want to see what it looks like in there. Yeah, sure. We can do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. my wife hasn't had her vaccine yet, so she's pretty nervous about things. Uh, I fortunately, being 74, lucked out with the draw through Beaumont. Mm -hmm. I've had my second shot a couple weeks now. Oh, okay, good. I was one of the few that lucked out somehow. Well, I, I got to check the box when I was, uh, I'm far down on the list because my age and everything, but oh. uh, 
I got to check on the box, you know, local government. Oh, so sure. that might. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You're a disability worker. Yeah. yeah. My my husband's an attorney and you don't have to travel a lot because usually you're pretty geographically stuck right. when you decide what state you want to take the bar in because sure. you don't want to take the bar exam that many times. No. So um, <clears throat> very fortunate that Brad took it before me so he knew exactly what I was going through when I was studying. Uh-huh. But uh, uh, he might have to get on a plane and fly to Texas and go to a hearing in Texas. So, But that's in a couple of months, so we're hoping that we'll be able to find a vaccine okay. for him. Sure. But uh, tell us about the uh, vaccine for you, that experience. Well, I, the, I went down to Beaumont, and I, first when I went down there, there was this big, long line. and thinking, oh, my goodness, I'm going to be here for an hour. Or more. Well, it, it moved quickly, went through my first shot. Uh, my arm was sore for a day or two. Came back three weeks later, walked right in, right, right up there, got shot, didn't feel a thing. Okay. For three days. And so usually no it's reaction. like the second Pfizer. shot that gets the, re- yeah. if you're going to have a reaction, that's when it is, but you didn't have not any. Not, it was even less than the first one. Gotcha. So All right. Encouraging. Well, so. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. Um, so you're waiting for your wife to get it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So she could. We can have people in our apartment and show off because we have a beautiful view. We, we're in the corner, southwest corner lot. So the, the the south is to the creek. Mm-hmm. So we get to see the cranes and the ducks and the yep. geese and the, sometimes the swan and the mink and the groundhog and of course the fish. Yep. And then of course across the lake, right there's the lake with the park. And then yesterday on the, the cranes came flying around and through and and they uh, they. They wait on the bottom of the dam and fish there and eat. Oh, it's quite something to see. Yeah, I, it, they just like sit on the docks next. You know, we're we're on the lake right. too, so they just sit. Right. And I, I haven't really. I we had a family cottage on Lake Huron, so we didn't really see um, the herons much. Right. And so right. the first time I we were driving by in a boat, and I just sort of turned and there one there there was just sitting there. They're very majestic, but oh yes, they they like to leave a mess. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yes, they leave oh, messes no. everywhere, but wow. they are still pretty majestic. Yeah. My husband actually really likes it when the loons come out. Okay, I don't know. yeah. Oh, those are the like the black, um, like the ducks. Though. Yes, yeah, uh, and there's only like wow. one or two per like they need a lot of space. But he'll wow. like just stand there with his coffee and look out on the water and like listen to them. Yeah. And they're not like particularly melodic birds. Right. They're like, Aah! oh, okay. He's like the wow. loons. It's loon season. He's just right. watching. Wow! But yeah, so well, wonderful. it was interesting. The birds, the uh, cranes were flying around the lake, and somebody got a picture and sent it into TV news too. Mm-hmm. And they showed a picture of it. Well, we did but, have. And some... I, mean, fact, I have it on my phone, but it says Orion Township. Oh, it didn't say Lake Orion. They were on Lake Orion. Gotcha. So he says, yeah, and somebody said, yeah, they do that all the time. It's Orientown. Well, where did they get that from? I actually had to correct someone in uh, in uh, the line at the dollar store because oh. they just moved in, and they were talking about um, Orient, and I overheard someone say, oh, I think it's all the same. I'm like, actually, there is a split between the village, and there's like a split in the um, uh, geographic area of the village versus the township. Right. So after that little explanation, she's like, oh, well, thank you very much. Yeah. Well, that was interesting because, you know, when Johnny Black's, mm-hmm. they have the one on Baldwin Road, right? Yes. And you would call them up, and they would say, Johnny Black Lake Orient. Mm-hmm. And my wife ordered a dinner thinking it was from the one in Lake Orient. So I'm sorry, your order's at the other place. So I went there. And even there, this is Johnny Black Lake. I said, no, this is not. 
make orange. Okay, before we start anyway. um, a firestorm, a uh, political firestorm between <laughs> us and uh, the... No, we don't want to go there. Right, let's not... We're very supportive. We work together well, I think, with the township. I yeah. know Chris Barnett. I worked with him on the Pontian Trail when we were up in... I was in Oxford. and uh, Donnie Steele and... Gotcha. They're all great. I w- love working with them. And, uh, you know, we they do our building inspections. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the fire department. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we work together on a number of things and... It's all about one community, and I know things have been improving since I've been here to help move things forward mm-hmm. and see where our common areas where we can work together on, and even more so. Yep. So come along. Um, tell us a description of what a village manager does, which you are a village manager. Right. Well, uh, I take care of the operations of the village as far as underneath my responsibility where the buck stops is the police department. Mm-hmm. So we have a full-time police department with part-time employees supplementing that. Great Chief Harold Rossman's doing well. He's been there a year now as chief. And then, of course, Public Works Department, where we take care of streets, water, sewer, parks, buildings. Uh, Wes Sanchez, today's is the first official day as director. And he's been with us six years, and he's very knowledgeable and wants to do well for our community. Uh, we had mentioned about the building inspection, but the zoning component is of villages. We have our own zoning ordinance where it looks at what kind of development and housing and commercial development we'd like. Uh, and that's, uh, we have an outside consultant that helps assist that, a planner. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, of course, all the infrastructure projects, anything going through there has to go through the manager to the council because the council has to authorize Contracts and budgets, which is part of my job, is putting together a budget and putting together the agendas and presenting the information from which they can, as local officials, make decisions on what's in the best interest of the village. So I'm here to serve uh, the community and the council. And uh, we also have the administrative functions, any other business, payroll and accounts payable and mm-hmm. billing out water uh, and sewer, unfortunately, we have to bill for that. But well, maybe that's unfortunately that we have to bill for it, but it's a very, very, very uh, appreciated oh, service. Yeah. 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 Well, we have great water in the village of Lake Orion, uh, and uh, we've got improvements. We've been doing a $5 million water main replacement, which is only for phase two of four phases, which so we're looking at how we can hopefully get some grant money mm-hmm. so we don't have to raise rates or deplete our revenues because that's a challenge any community has. And then we... So we got the water, because we got some water mains that are from 1940. Mm-hmm. And there is a, the lead service gooseneck line, which we're replacing. But mm-hmm. it's the good news is the uh, lead level on our water is zero. That's, so well, that's contrary to, you know, what people say, just because it's lead doesn't mean there is lead in your line. Because it could, depends on what's floating over the yeah. years. Because we used to have our own water plant mm-hmm. years ago before we switched to Detroit water. So like Oxford Village has its own water plant. And so okay. does the Oxford Township, come to think of it. Uh, but Orion has the joint water, as the village does. So, so we've got the water mains, which we're replacing and we're looking more to do. But we also have our sanitary sewer system. And being on the lake, we have 16 what they call lift stations or pump stations because unlike Oxford, the, gra- the gravity flow is they don't have any uh, lift stations. Gotcha. But ours, we have to raise it up to get it to the level where it will flow down. And it goes back to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Just like our water comes from Detroit through the township, it goes back to where it came from. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. But uh, replacing those 16 lift stations, they've estimated at 5 
million dollars because they were put in in 1970 when they put in the first sewer system. Gotcha. And so we're dealing with a lot of things that are starting to very expensive. that need to be replaced. And that's why we need. We're waiting for state and federal infrastructure money, as well as our streets. Everybody knows our streets yes. are not to the level they should be. I mean, Heights Road, mm-hmm. by the way, is not a village street, even though you need to drive through it to get to the village islands. It's a road commission. Street. Mm-hmm. But I understand it's either this year or next year they're going to repave okay. Heights, and I haven't gotten confirmation yet on what year. Cause I you know hear the it first is, here, guys, on well, About Town. No. Well, because I know Chris uh, Barnett's been pushing for it because there are a lot of – Residents yeah, it's a mean artery. And yeah. the sheriff, you know, Dan Toth was telling me, yeah, we get a lot of complaints on Nitro. Well, you should, because <laughs> we did. They did Indian Road. They did Wald. Well, they're doing Wald in this coming year. Um, Clarkson Road's been done. So mm-hmm. they've done all with that now it's major one. I mean, yep. maybe Road is another one that needs help mm-hmm. if you drive that much. But uh, there's well, always a continuous, you know, re- maintenance required on all of the streets. Um, and we just, of course, had M24 done, which was yep. quite a task. That was. How is Oxford doing up? Uh, the downtown yeah. area? Well, they're doing good. They're coming around. You notice there was some remodeling going down where mm-hmm. the old A&A forest used to be this weekend. Yeah. They were refurbishing that for some kind of new development. Gotcha. And, uh, of course, they got a number of restaurants there, as we do here in mm-hmm. Lake Orion. we got over 10 very fine restaurants downtown. Uh, and we're, we're very excited to have that. Downtown dining destination, I'll call. Yeah. Along with, with all our waterways and trailways. Well, let's get into that a little bit. So, sure. um, there are there's a list of you know projects that it's our um, we'll honeydew list, yeah. list, honeydew yeah, list, project list. Yeah. Um, what are the top three wow. projects on there? Well, I know, I know, each is important in a different way, sure. but. Sure. For you, for you personally. Well, certainly the, the water, sewer, and streets. Mm-hmm. Take care of safe, yep. safety first. Um, you know, but there's a few fun. Created. There's a few uh, fun community things on there. Oh, so sure, there we are. We got that yeah. one, and then well, what are the, the other? you know the the pavilion at Green Spark would be mm-hmm. great. Uh, upgrading the playground equipment, which is needing some re- upgrading. Uh, getting better sound system, getting a sound system downtown, so we mm-hmm. can have music downtown, and better lighting, including lighting up our waterfall, our dam, which would be a yeah. great place-making thing. Uh, so those are the kind of things, but there's a lot of opportunities for mm-hmm. improvement. I mean, we got a bank stabilization. The Paint Creek is eroded because you know over the years, and it needs to be shored back up and deepened so that the fish can survive better, especially the brown trout. We're one of the... Uh, only area in southeast Michigan that has the brown trout, freshwater brown trout coming oh, up. Okay. And they try to cl- climb up the dam, which obviously they're not going to make it. But usually there's also a draw tube that goes underneath Green's Park. Maybe a lot of people don't know that, but there's a water that can flow in from the bottom of the lake to our creek okay. to keep the water cold mm-hmm. in the summer months, May through, uh, I think it's October. And we could do that if the lake level is high enough. And the lake level is interesting because we don't control the lake level uh, ourselves, because it's controlled up by uh, lakes uh, north of us. Mm-hmm. They have a legal limit they have to keep at. Gotcha. And so depending on how much rain they get or don't get, comes through ours. Bec- and we do close the dam in, in the um, um, winter. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We open it. We open it in the winter. We close it in the summer because of all the rain. We want right. to keep the lake level up for the people who enjoy the lake. Yep. Have the water levels up. And I know we get 
calls from people in the channel saying, hey, the water level's up. Well, you know, we can't right. <laughs> got to balance the lake level and the creek level, which we control uh, the dam, the blocks in the dam. And then the underwater, we, we call DNR to let them know how many boards to take in or take out. Gotcha. So it's a balancing act. And we have that drawdown every five years. Yeah, yeah. When we moved uh, in 2012, it was either that year or the year after. Was the yeah was the year that um, uh, it dropped? So right. it was interesting because we could actually see, you know, everything we needed to fix on our our seawall. But oh, yeah. it was it was interesting because you could see things that normally my my husband's a big fisherman. That's why oh, we moved cool. out here. Um, wow. So he got to like take his little rowboat out and like you know make uh-huh. notes in his mind uh-huh. of where all the um, good okay. fishing places are oh yeah sure. so yeah well, that's great to go no i didn't know he was a fisherman yeah mm-hmm. so that you know that's that five-year drawdowns come up in 2022 mm-hmm. uh and there's some, some question whether we should continue to do that and that'll be a public hearing item for council to consider okay well that's, there's some people that want us to be don't gotcha so it's something we'll have to figure out what we want to do because the drawdown actually goes through uh the bill underneath a building mm-hmm. i don't know if you knew that or not Mm-mm. But the M&B Graphics Building, by where Road Soda is, mm-hmm. there's two big 30-inch draw tubes that we open up. There's a gate there that we open up, and that's what gets it down in time because otherwise it takes forever gotcha. to lower it because we only lower it for 30 days and we bring it back up the next 30. Right, right. So it's a very short window there. Yeah. Uh, and, and like I say, there's you know different views on whether we should or should not do that. There is some ecological value somewhat. Because the zebra mussels are an issue, mm-hmm. for example. Some people consider that. So uh, you said that that will be a public hearing in 2022. Uh, we'll, or we'll, sooner than that. Or, or sooner. <laughs> um, so how is the, From you, I get a packet, a hard packet. Uh, as right. village council member, you sure. come and you let me know what's going to be on the next agenda. When do those agenda? When does the, that agenda get created? Well, uh, the council can tell me. Anyone can say, mm-hmm. Joe, please put this on the agenda, or tell me when do you want to put it on the okay. agenda? Because I'm just I work for you. Mm-hmm. Well, so, so for us, yes, for us. So um, whenever it's appropriate, and I mean, I I do bring up things that we need to decide mm-hmm. what we're going to do. Like we have the goals setting session coming up. Mm-hmm. What we need to know what everybody's input if we're going to change any or mm-hmm. enhance any or not. So and that we can build our budget next year, the coming up, to allocate funds to those prior projects as they're prioritized by council. And if you're a resident and you want to have something on the agenda, how would you? Well, there's a you can do it. You can call us. There's a form you can fill out online. There's a form also to request okay. an item to be on agenda. And that would be on the village website. website. Yep, okay. map org okay. or you can call us and we can work with you or, or ask your council member too. Okay. Uh, so lots of opportunities for input. You know, it's one of the things that I'm glad we're doing this program because people need to realize that we're very accessible. Mm-hmm. We're here for you. And you can call us. You can text us. You can see us. Uh, and then on whatever issues, we get every issue, <laughs> as you can imagine. Okay. Uh, that come in, some of which we don't have any control over. Uh, but we're we're there to try to help guide people because they don't know where who do i call well mm-hmm. here's the number you call so we try to help people out because it's a challenge to yeah. deal with everyday life and then when the garbage doesn't get picked up or something you say what do i do right well um, one thing call us but you also need to go online and fill it out because our company gfl has an online response thing and they'll send you a text which is great okay so 
well, there's great communication, but you got to tell them. Yep. You <laughs> got to bring it up question. first. You got to ask if you're going to, you know, if you don't ask, you don't get, well, right. Got other people know. Okay. So pretty much all that information would be on the village yep. website, or, website. They can call our officer. or you can call. Um, and what's that number? The village number is 248-693-9381. Okay. 693-9381. Put you on the spot there. I probably wouldn't. I, no, that's good. I'm uh, a good numbers person, so that's easy. The, oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. So what are you involved in? Uh, I know you're involved in the community as the village manager, but right. are there other organizations? Well, other... sure. Sure. I'm a member of the Lake Orion Sunrise Rotary Club. Okay. A very active group that meets every Thursday morning at now we're finally meeting again in person at Johnny Black's and we'd welcome you as a guest anytime, seriously, right. or join us. It's a very diverse group. We've got residents of the school, the local businesses, uh, just residents, and they're very active. They do a lot of work for the community. They work with the schools. We provide the bed program uh, for children that are in need. We provide beds for them, bedding, mm-hmm. that once the school advises us of that, for example. And we do um, a lot of other, we did the um, Greens Park uh sidewalk and the retaining wall they actually came out and cleaned and painted oh, okay a volunteer day they like they really enjoyed our community and they're involved not only locally but also internationally we also um, support uh, the international rotary with trying to get good water down in columbia and helping with uh, emergency room facilities down there as well working mm-hmm. with them it's quite interesting we're on zooming with people from columbia and hearing what their needs are and what uh-huh. the challenges are. And they've done um, groups that go down there occasionally, too, to help out and volunteer their time, which is quite interesting. Wonderful. So they're very involved, and they're, they like to have a lot of fun, too. Um, but Thursday mornings um, at Johnny Black in the morning. And then the third Thursday, we have a social event. Mm-hmm. And like last week, we went to the fire pit uh, ice sculptures and mm-hmm. ended up at Oat Soda. Uh, so that's a, a very good group. I mean, we got a lot of good groups in the community, Lions Club and uh, American Legion and others that help out, in, you know, the, with the schools and the church, of course, Lake Orion Methodist Church and uh, other churches in the area that help out those in need. But and we're fortunate to have Fish and Love, Inc. and NOTA, mm-hmm. all these services available for those that are less fortunate or have needs that we can help with. Gotcha. So glad about that. All right. So now we're at the part where I get to ask you, well, you, you might not have known this when you agreed to being on here, but I ask you three random questions. Oh, and, random. Okay. And as a thank you for putting up for that, I'll let you pick one to for ask you? me. Oh, yes. great. Oh, cool. All right. So let's just. <laughs> That's interesting. I didn't, I didn't realize they were just random. Well, not all my questions are random. I no, did I know, think about I mean, it a little the, bit the beforehand. Next three. <laughs> all right. Joe Young, yeah. what is your favorite childhood memory? My favorite childhood memory. I'll say well, top five. Just let us know sure, one. If, if, sure. if you can't remember your favorite one. Yeah. Well, I think at Christmas time, uh, I was uh, had three brothers and three sisters, and my mom and dad, and uh, it was always a great time because, mm-hmm. you know, the tree was full of presents. And it was a great time and um, enjoyed being with a family. And I, I was fortunate that my aunts and uncles and all my cousins lived in five houses around us. Oh. So we would all play in the backyard, which was a big field. Mm-hmm. So the favorite memory is 
growing up with the fa- local, my family and cousins and aunts and uncles and everybody there. Wonderful. Yeah, I don't know, um, having family that close. My sister, her family, and my mother are in uh, Virginia, D.C. area. Oh, yeah. And that's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, Andrea, if you re- if, and Mom, if you see this. So. Yeah, well, I'm the only one that moved away from Niles. Gotcha. So. All right, and we, we sort of talked, so question number two, we, we sort of talked about this when you were talking about writing t- checks. All right, are you the type of person who types up your to-do list or writes it down? I do both. Oh, you do both? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm a writer. I, I have I like notebooks to everywhere. I have, I have right here. Yes. <laughs> I have all my notes. <laughs> but then I type them up, so I. Oh, well, you're better than me. After t- uh, writing, I'm done. Okay. And then, oh, I'll let you... I'm just going to oh. pick a random one here. Well, you know what? Speaking of to-do lists, when the new manager came in four years ago, he gave me a four-page list of things and status. And how many have you have you done? Well, unfortunately, there's some of the ones are still there. Well, there you go. <laughs> like the Bridge Street Seawall, and I mentioned about the lift stations, and mm-hmm. the, the Parks and Rec you know, plan. You know, there's a lot of them that did get done, but a lot of them still out there well you do what you can with the resources you got and the priorities you got exactly and i'm glad we got quite a few of them done but anyway Mm -hmm. okay i get to pick one yep so can you see that oh nope that that i'm sorry my handwriting was too bad on that one okay um if you can't okay sure go ahead that's that's the one for me yeah you mean to read it yes what would you do if you won the lottery Oh, I already, somebody already asked me that one. Oh, well, then I, okay, we won't ask that. What's your favorite food? Pizza. Oh, my gosh. I can eat pizza every day for the rest wow. of my life. Wow, well, then Lake Orion's got it everywhere. Yes, yes, they do. Several different types. Yes. <laughs> From old soda to. I could basically, you know, continue my eating pizza every day for the rest of my life wow. and be happy and just keep on going to the different places um, downtown that have it. Yes. Well, there's been talk about another one coming down by Cookies and Cream. Well, Down there by that one area where the wine social is. I'm pretty sure everybody knows my stance on pizza now. <laughs> yeah. All right. And so your third random question is, oh, okay. what is your, what was your favorite TV show growing up? Favorite TV show. Wow. Um, well, I have to say The Lone Ranger. Okay. Because <laughs> we um, was involved with that in Oxford, putting together The Lone Ranger Festival. Because Brace Beamer oh. used to live there, and he frequented like Orion, too. Yeah. Gotcha. So gotcha. I've got quite a few. Matter of fact, I could have wore my Lone Ranger paraphernalia. And I asked Joe before we came in, does he have, you know, the William Tell Richard theme that you could mm-hmm. start the show with? But Unfortunately, we can't use any uh, licensed music. Yeah, I understand. But we don't uh, have the funding for that kind uh, of uh, yeah. license. So anyway, that, that would be a thing. There's a lot of great movies back in the 80s. Well, know. I wasn't. The Lone Ranger. That wasn't that wasn't my masked superhero, but um, Zorro. Oh, of course, the black and white yes, one. Definitely, yeah. Oh. You bet. I I really thought Zorro was pretty. Oh yes, for sure, for sure. Well, um, so you're a Family Guy, you're a Finance yeah. Guy, Numbers Guy. You yeah. let you appreciate music. Yeah. Well, I also there's one piece of me that maybe people don't know, but I'm also the Balloon Man and Bubble Man in the park. Oh, if you knew that or not? No. Yeah, I do the twisty balloons and the oh. rocket balloons and uh, I can't twist. Bubbles. I can't. I, oh, I can tried. help you learn that because that's part of the joy I do is I teach not only the parents but the kids. Mm-hmm. 
And, and sometimes I get the middle school kids to uh-huh. learn how to do, hey, I got books. You want to really get fancy. Now, I do basic things, but it's a lot of fun, and the kids enjoy it. And then you have the helium balloons, too. And the rocket balloons are a big hit, if you uh-huh. know about rocket balloons. I right? don't. Oh, my gosh. Well, I should have brought some. Well, um, so when, when do you go out and do this? On concerts in the park. Okay. I did it in Oxford for many, many years up there, and I brought it here. Wonderful. Part of my helping, because I enjoy being children and having a good time with your family. Little things that make such a big difference. We'll talk about you community. know, even bu- the bubbles, you know, the wands, the mm-hmm. older kids like. Well, I, I know about bubbles. Well, they, I know about they, bubbles. They, they, <laughs> well, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast thank today. You. And um, I learned a lot about you, and I also learned more about your position. And I appreciate it. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad of working with you. Anything we can do to help out there? Anybody listening? Let us know. All right. So enjoy. Uh, we're living as a vacation. Exactly. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you so much for uh, listening in, and we will see you about time. Yeah.